mom, put down that coffee and grab a wine. Get ready for another episode of Nursing and Cursing, a parenting podcast that covers more shit than your baby's full diaper. I'm Kate. I'm a stay-at-home mom of three in Brooklyn, New York. I'm trying to figure out whether I should go back to work, have another baby, or spend the rest of my life waiting for my fresh direct order. Hey, I'm Christine, a video editor and a mom of two living in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Allie here, podcasting up in the mountains in South Kona, Hawaii. I work as a real estate agent and a mom of two boys. Hey, I'm Molly. I'm a teacher raising two kids in St. Augustine, Florida. And I'm Sarah, a new mom to one sweet babe living in Brooklyn, New York. Between five busy households, it's a miracle we make it on the mic at all. But trust me, we need this as much as you do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nursing and Cursing this week. We have another one of our birth story specials. And this week, we're focusing on Sarah. Sarah, we haven't had a chance to hear your birth story yet. Crazy. So excited it's to hear been a, it's, it's been a year. Right. And it's funny jam. how those details kind of start slipping away, yeah? Yeah, it's so sad. I meant, like, you know how you just mean to write it down for an entire oh, year? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kate, is Kate here? I don't believe she I'm is. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I'm, good. Just, I'm just listening really hard. Okay, good, good. Good. I was like, hmm. all right. <laughs> all right. So, Sarah, bring us back to the day. Like, what due date, before your due date, tell us everything. So, I guess I was just a couple days over 39 weeks pregnant. And you guys know, and probably everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I was fucking sick of being pregnant. I did not like being pregnant, I was so over it. And I was uh, walking to uh, my chiropractor and I uh, was, I was like, like a little concerned about all the stuff that was coming out of my vagina that day. And I was (laughs) (laughs) just Mm -hmm. texting Mm -hmm. Christine and I haven't seen nothing yet. (laughs) I was texting with Christine and I was like, God, girl, this is so fucked up, the amount of shit that comes out of your vagina at the end. She was, of course, like, oh, I know, it's so gross. So gross. And I was like, I was like, LOL, I feel like my water could be breaking or something like that. And she was just like, LOL. And we were like, ah, 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 ah. So many LOLs. So many LOLs over text. And, And then I was, you know, so I just went to my chiropractor and saw him and, and walked home, and at that point, that's like a, a mile. So, you know, of course, it was my water that was leaking. It was not any sort of vaginal discharge. At that point, my water had started to, like, slowly Damn. leak. But, but Sarah, that's when, I have to say, like, we've talked about this before. Um, how do you know it's fake labor when you think it's real labor? How do you know mm-hmm. it's real labor when you think it's fake? Right. Like, when, like I always, I'll remember this till the day I die. Kate said the first sign that you're in labor is denial and I'll never forget it. It's the best thing you've ever said. Anyway, so um, like this went on for like basically, so my chiropractor appointment was at 1230 and then it wasn't until 630 p.m. that I came clean to you ladies and I said, you guys, I don't know what's going on. There's some serious, you know, leakage coming out of my vagina. I can't tell what's what. 
And I had been like changing my pad constantly. I had been, I was just like going to the bathroom. I couldn't, I was like, do I have a UTI? Everything just felt like 10 months pregnant, moist. water leaking from your vagina. You're diagnosing, you're a PhD diagnosing yourself with a UTI. Okay, go yep. ahead. Unbelievable. <laughs> go ahead. Um, fucking believable. Is right. I know. It's fucked up. It's just so fucked up. Anyway, so I finally called the midwife and she was like, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to take off your underwear and just walk around your apartment without any underwear. And I was like, cool. So I did. I don't right. think she meant right, right then, but I did. I did it right then. I just took my pants off and I just walked over to the bath, uh, to the kitchen. And she's like continuing to talk to me about what would happen if it was my water breaking. And all of a sudden splat, some water just like fell out of my body and onto the floor. And I was like, excuse me, I'm going to have to interrupt you. <laughs> Because the water did, in fact, just fall from my body. And apparently, for those moms who uh, are pregnant or will get pregnant in the future, this is important for you to know. If whatever's coming out of your body is like, a th it's if it's just discharge, it will just reach, it, like it'll go down your thigh or something, but stop mid-thigh or whatever. But if it's actual bad, like water fluid from your bag of waters, it should reach down to your ankle or in my case, like it did in my case, go all the way to the floor. Splat. Splat. It's probably a gross word. Sorry. <laughs> mm, there's more where anyway, that came from. So we got off the, I got off the phone with her and Tim was looking at me really nervous and he was like, so what's going on? And I was like, this is it. And he was like, what do you mean? Has the train left the station? Is there any possible way we're like getting off of the train? I don't know why he used this train analogy, but I'll never forget it. Wow, you remember details. Yeah, I know this is amazing. <laughs> and he was like, uh, so I was like, there's no way this this train has left the station. We're like, we're getting off at our destination. We're going to have a baby within the next 24 to 48 hours. And so that was it. That, that was how things started but so my waters had broken but I d hadn't been having any contractions none so that I was worried like that's one of the things that you worry about or like one of the things that I was worried about having contract not having any contractions but my water was broken because then you're on a time clock yeah right me too because you can't like I, I knew I had to go into the hospital within the next, at, by, at that point, it would have been within the next like 18 hours or so. So um, I talked to my doula and I set up an acupuncturist to come the next morning um, at 6.30. Wow. What were you, what was that plan? Like what? That did not cross my mind. It's when not. I, was I don't think everybody has an acupuncturist like has an acupuncturist on hand at six thirty in the morning. That seems like very Beyonce oh, to me. It's a it's a very like New York thing. This is a um, acupuncturist who only makes house calls, or it's probably like, like a big city thing. She only does house calls, and I, um, I you know I had access to her because I had a doula, not because I'm like Beyonce. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> well, well, <yeah. laughs> Um, anyway, so like, oh, but overnight 
I did start having some contractions and you know me, like I, I'm on my phone and at three in the morning and I have notes that I took like some mild contractions, 3 a.m. <laughs> Still feeling Francis kicking, you know, mild amount of bloody discharge. I, I, I really kept notes because I thought maybe it would be important the next day. And wow. I don't want to give false information. That's false. amazing. Like, false, like you could be prosecuted. Yeah. Um, and I was sleeping on the couch because I was too excited to be, be in bed, like worried about, am I going to wake Tim up with whatever, you know? So I was just so excited. I was on the couch and having contractions and I, and I'm just like, I'm just psyched. <laughs> you would think like somebody was like at, at the end of this race was going to be like some pancakes or something, but at the end of it, it was a baby anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, so the contractions did start, but you know, really, really, really mild. It felt like not even a period cramp, it was just kind of more like a pressure until, until the acupuncturist came really. Um, so she came at 630, 630, 30 in the morning. Wow. And she was an interesting woman. She's like smelled I mean, you know, pregnancy or high sense of smell is like really intense. Mm-hmm. Did she so smell like was, a lunch a lunch lady? Did she no, smell like? she smelled like <laughs> cigarettes, sort of like incense, like, like cigarettes. Excuse me. Yeah, really. Wow. Yeah, your your acupuncturist on the day that you're giving birth smells like cigarettes. Are you, are you sure she wasn't just an IV drug user, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty, I was pretty bummed because I don't like cigarettes. Just oh really? At six thirty in the morning when you're in labor, you don't? Okay. Yeah, I definitely didn't. So I was like, oh god, this is gonna be bad. But she was actually amazing and really calming. And um, <clears throat> after she left was when things really kind of got going. And so I really feel like it it worked. So Sarah, what was um? So you've been home. So like, where's Where's Tim when you're getting acupuncture? Like, what's what's the vibe at the house? He's Tim packing. was making, yeah, he was, like, making this homemade Gatorade that I'd ask him to make. Wow. Uh-huh. Homemade Gatorade, acupuncture. This is amazing. I know. It's incredible. Is there, a is there, is there like, okay. incense burning? Like, give me. <laughs> this is crazy, Sarah. No, <laughs> somebody smoking cigarettes in the corner, though. That's the weirdest. There's no, it's a, like there was there was definitely music. Like we'd had a birthless playlist, of course. Oh so gosh. that was happening. Um, we at that point we still had Tim's dog, and so he had to take the dog to his ex girlfriend's house. <laughs> oh my god! That I want okay. an episode on that. R.I.P. George. Okay. All right. Well, George is still alive, but he's just like not not, not alive okay, anymore. Ahead. anyway so tim's making gatorade i'm getting acupuncture and um and then she just left like i paid her an insane amount of money and then she just left and uh uh, then tim and i were on our own again and the contractions were like really happening and so i talked to my doula and she was like oh well i'm just gonna take a shower and get ready and I was like what the fuck they're just like you know there's that sense of urgency where uh, like 
she knew that things were still going to take a long time. But for me, I was feeling like, is it, is this okay? Like, Sarah, can I ask you, can I ask you real quick, like not to interrupt, but you've been on the other side of this. Like you've, uh, you are a doula and you've attended births before. So to hear your own doula say, I'm going to jump in the shower and then head over. Like, were you able to be like, okay, I would have done that too. Or were you like, no bitch, you need to be here right now. Um, basically you're supposed to listen to the birthing person and like they're supposed to like you listen to them and are they making certain noises? Are they saying certain things? Um, I was able to talk to her on the phone calmly without interruptions. So that's a good sign. So she knew that I like Sarah's watching her own birth. She was like, I'm going to shave the room. I'm going to shave my legs. This is like so interesting. <laughs> You're at the doula's birth. Yeah. This is weird. So um, she got there at about 1030 and I was having a contraction when she arrived. Oh, but before she arrived, I, I got in the shower with my birth ball. And Tim got the greatest picture of me in the sh- like contracting on the birth ball in the shower. And... That's when things were like, man, this is really starting to hurt. <laughs> Before that, it really wasn't so bad. But at that point, it was like it was getting somewhere. And I was still texting you guys. Um, so, you know, it wasn't that bad. And by the time the doula got there, like I couldn't really like pay attention while I was having a, a contraction anymore. And she was like joking around with me and she was like man you're an awesome laboring person so fun so fun funny and I was like yeah I am wow <laughs> I was so proud of myself and little did I know like that was nothing that was just nothing what I had mm. experienced so far um but I was on the clock so I had to uh call the midwife and go into the hospital um because it had been 24 hours since my water broke. So we got in a taxi. And of course, the taxi driver was like, really worried about me. He was like, is she okay? And he was like, stopping the car. And the doula was like, you need to keep driving. I've got, I'm worried about her. You worry about driving. She was like, very forceful with him, which was good. Because um, I think Tim w- was like a little nervous about the taxi driver too. Anyway, so we got to the hospital, and it turned out I was only three centimeters dilated. Oh, man. That's the biggest bummer. It's, it was such a fucking bummer, and it meant I'm sorry that I didn't hit you with that news, Sarah, because I feel like mentally it fucks you so hard. It did. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was a really big bummer. And also it meant that I wasn't going to get into the birthing center, which I was really sad about. What did um, you need to get into the birthing center? You had to be in active labor and um, I think six centimeters or higher. Oh, damn. So if you were you like, oh, I should have waited at home a little bit more. Well, I wasn't allowed. Okay. So I yeah, so nothing you could do. Yeah, I was. And that's the attitude that I had. I, immediately, I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm here. This is my room, right? Okay. And I just got naked. And, uh, and you got that was naked. It. Okay, I got so you're, 
I was like, fuck this. I can't wear this dress anymore. I was wearing this dress my sister gave me to like, you know, it was like big, you know, and loose. I just took it off and they were like, you want this hospital gown? And I was like, no. <laughs> so things were getting like, that's when, you know, like things were getting really heated. You know, like I was uncomfortable. I was irritable. Um, so they got me in the shower and things got so bad that I was um, like screaming, begging for an epidural, begging. Mm. And um, and why doula, did nobody bring one? My doula kept saying, "Let's try this first. Let's just get through this contraction and try this." And um, and it always like I so I never got one because in between contractions, I never followed through and said, "You guys, that was fucked up." I want an epidural right now. Go get me one. And I think if that had happened, I would have gotten one. But um, t- like Tim said, I just got, it seemed like I just got tired and and I forgot to ask. I, I just kept forgetting after mm-hmm. the contraction that that's what I wanted. So, um, so I think they checked me two more times. Uh, my you know, my dilation. So I was five centimeters and then finally I was fully dilated. And that uh, was, bring me to what that felt like when they said, okay, honey, you're at 10. I was like, are you serious? I thought, I thought she was like playing a joke on me, which is so fucking stupid. Like when nobody jokes <laughs> around about being fully. Psych! <laughs> One more day to go. Uh, yeah. Um, but I did have to do some like pushing to bring the baby down, which that fucking is not fun. I don't know if you guys had to do that, but it's like, so you were dilated, but they couldn't like see like the head or something. Yeah. So she was still like a little high up. Okay. So basically you did, you did your part. Franny didn't do hers. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I knew somebody was to blame. A little bitch. <laughs> little bitch. So I, I was like on my knees on the back, like holding onto the back of the bed. And As usual. Put, yeah. Pushing down that way. And they were, I was naked, you know, so they're like wa- watching my butt. And you, you know how you can like see bulging. So they kept on saying great bulging. Great. Oh my god. No. If somebody no. said great bulging to me, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. Don't you oh dare god. tell me great bulging. bulging. Nobody Wait. unless you're like sixteen years old and you're trying to get your dick hard, nobody wants to hear that in their whole I life. I feel like that's doula to doula telling yeah, one I doula think, to the other. I think they knew I would want to hear like like things that I would know they would be looking for. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, great. I'm doing the right thing. Like this, the way I'm pushing is correct. Um, so then they got me, I, my legs got so fucking tired and I, I was so like, I was scared of this happening too. like pushing on your hands and knees or pushing in that, like just on your knees position. I don't know if you guys had that experience of like, your legs just give out. Like I, like could not hold myself up anymore. I did not. I thought I would be pushing in all sorts of ways in a squat and whatnot. And then when it came to it, I was like, just like a movie on my back. 
I was all for so with, with Levi. And then, uh, same thing, Sarah. Real tired. You can't go on. Oh, yeah. that's hard. So I ended up like on my side, and that didn't work. So, I end- so finally, I was on my back pushing, and we got a great picture of um, Francis crowning, which now if we wanted to, we could put on Instagram, but I don't think that I will. But let- Oh, because the rules have changed? Yeah. Um, Sarah, who took that picture? My, my doula. It's funny because I always had assumed it was your husband, and then just when you said that, I remembered you guys had a discussion that he was going to stay north of the action. Yeah, so, no, she offered like, to Tim, like, Tim, do you want to come see your baby's head emerging? And he was like, no, I'm okay right here. <laughs> so he, he stayed north the whole time? He did. He stayed north the whole time. And they offered, wow. when, once she was born, they offered for him to um, cut the cord as well. And he declined, which I was all prepared for him to decline all of these things. So yeah, that's okay. It that's personal yeah, choice. And he was doing such a great job with me, at, you know, at my head that it was okay. I yeah, I needed you him needed that. Was. My uh, my man saw my my first birth. He caught a glimpse, and the second he stayed north. So what does that fucking tell you? Yeah, my man well, went down south for both, but it doesn't. It's I mean it's not it's not like a discussion or a competition. Every man has their own preference, totally. but exactly. it's also it also can be really scary because it looks so painful. I don't think everybody thinks yes. it's gross. I think some people are scared by how painful it looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my situation, Tim saw yeah, what Tim I call saw. The, the blowout. Or whatever <laughs> we, I can't imagine what that that must have been so scary for him to see. Like, oh my god, my wife is. I don't think he really up. understood. What he was seeing, but I <laughs> like didn't know he didn't want to see again. Right? Oh well, even oh, when I man. see those birth photographs on Instagram, even though I've had three babies, I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Totally. Like totally. Yeah, so for sure. The bar, it just he was it doesn't rock. look like that skin should make it. You know, it looks like that skin should just tear open. But mm-hmm. it's and sometimes, of course, it does. But you know, it doesn't always. Did and it you have a tear, Sarah? I had, they called it a first, in, a one and a half degree tear, which whatever, it's like, not bad at all. Not quite, not quite a second degree. Gotcha. In that crowning picture that you have, you can't see any of that, can you? No, no. And she's like sort of covering up my anus because <laughs> here I am oh again God. saying anus. I'm so sorry. That is your buzzword. <laughs> That's my buzzword. <laughs> Um, but she's like, you know, providing counter pressure. Right. Is what you're supposed to do. But okay. Anyway, so, so, so yes, bring us through um, as she exits and your feelings and what happens, everything. Tell us. So she, there's like, so I'm on my back and I'm pushing and um, all of a sudden I get a horrible back spasm. Which it feels worse oh my than God, no way. It's worse than the baby coming through my vagina. It hurts so bad that I push up off my feet and I'm like half my body is off of the, the hospital bed. Like I'm ready to leave, exit the room and like see you guys fucking later. No way. <laughs> Can't do this anymore. I'm done. 
and they forced me back down on the table and and my doula just like started rubbing my back in the spot that I said where it hurt and the midwife was just like listen can you feel can you still feel your legs and the baby coming out and I said yes and she was like then we have to keep going and I was like oh fuck okay I like just did not want to feel that pain again, but luckily that was it. It was just that one time. I don't know what happened, but it it was fucked uh, up. But anyway, Sarah, do you think that that was the moment where you got that kind of tailbone situation in- injury? I would like it- to think so, but the, like from what these chiropractors are telling me, the answer—it's no. The, that it's poor posture, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the added weight of a baby growing it inside of me, just putting pressure on my tailbone for a long time. Okay. Anyway, so of course, the sh- I got to that point in pushing where you're supposed to like stop pushing and hold on for a minute and just breathe so that the perineum can stretch. And I didn't, I, I just like kept pushing and she was born. Just blew through it. Just literally. blew, literally. Blew through that perineum. And, and yeah, and they handed her to me and I just remembered thinking like, God, she's really pale, not in like a scared way, but just like a, just an observation. And, um, and she was, you know, she made a couple of noises and I, I don't know, I wasn't scared or nervous or anything that she wasn't, uh, crying, but I was, I was very, I was feeling very happy but also I was just so fucking tired I was so tired mm. but um it's exhausting yeah and uh yeah so they offered to him to cut the cord and he was like no thanks and then they had to take her away I, I was allowed to breastfeed but they had to take her away because she was small she was just six pounds and anyway so she was small and they took her, and so Tim went with her, and the uh, doula and nurse got me up to go to the bathroom, and I just remember sitting on that toilet, and I was like, okay, is this the last painful thing I have to do? And she was like, you still needed to have a bowel movement postpartum. I was like, fuck, uh. fuck. You know, I just like... Or you go through all that pain, and I was just like, I don't want any more. How do I? How do I push <laughs> anything me. else out of my body? Yeah, please tell me this is it. <laughs> uh, and anyway, like uh, during that time where she was gone with Tim in the nursery, getting her blood drawn and stuff, like my doula and I talked for uh, what seemed for to me like two hours, but it wasn't. We talked about her dating life and what she's doing and all this stuff. What? And no. We just, I felt like we were high and had been drinking at a party all night and we're just like shooting the shit to gr- girls getting to know each other. <laughs> That's what it <laughs> felt like. And uh, anyway, so that was actually kind of nice and uh, Tim couldn't stay the night in the hospital, which I hate about New York because you share oh, rooms. I hate that too. Oh, that sucks. So he had to leave, and um, that was really a bummer. I don't think that either of us 
parents were expecting that to happen because we just imagined I would have the baby in the birth center. And when that happens, you leave after 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But anyway, he, he did come back the next morning and, and then we were a family and here we are with Francis oh, over a amazing, year later Sarah. and still really awesome. So great. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, well, it's always amazing. Listening. I just love telling that story. I could tell it a million times. It'll never get old for me. You remember so well, every single detail. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you'll have it now recorded and you can save that. The, the details yeah. do disappear. Yeah. Well, Sarah, when I came, when I came to see you after Franny was born, I just want to let listeners know that you had so many mystical touches in your hotel room. In your, <laughs> I, see, I called it a hotel room. <laughs> you had so many, um, like, what did you have going? You had like a fog machine that had a scent. You had a lot of nice touches. I had a diffuser going, but you mm-hmm. know, a that, machine that with a scent. A fog that, like, what the fuck is it? It was so tropical, and it, it was like dry so ice. Was like That's because dry they ice. gave me. They gave, I ate, I had gluten and I was farting and it smelled so bad. We had to put the diffuser on. <laughs> the real on. story. The, the, this is behind yes. the birth. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, wow. Molly. Wow. That is like, that should be our other podcast, Behind the Birth. Behind the Birth, how bad your fucking farts smell <laughs> on the table. Okay. Well, Sarah, thank you for sharing. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Well, I'll start. You know, there's more fails than nails these days, lady. I don't know if you've um, noticed that, but I've been noticing it. Mm-hmm. More fails gotta, than nails. I got a really quick you. nail. My husband and I went away for three days without our kids. We've In 10 years, we've never, ever, ever that taken an actual so vacation. Awesome. Huge nails, huge. And um, a lot to say about it, not now necessarily, but it was um, a a major nail. You want to share your destination? What's that? You're going to share your destination? We went to New Orleans, just just me and my man, and we left our kids here. Great. Good Mm -hmm. job. Was it worth all the packing and prep that you had to do Kate I have I feel like I have I've thought I I got so philosophical I've thought about it so many different ways but um yes everything it was worth it yep 100 percent beautiful um I've got a fail um just you know cuddling with my son it's my favorite thing to do legit just lay in the bed with him and chit chat and He's getting all close to me, close to me, and nuzzling up, and he's right at my armpit, and he physically lifts my arm, and I watch him like his eyes lock with mine, and he goes in to smell my armpit, and he says, "I'm sorry, Mama, but you smell like rotten hair." <laughs> <laughs> and he's mentioned it several times since. Do you have the rotten hair smell? Oh. Mm. God, that hurts. Say? That is so insulting. I was like, it's true. But he I smell it. like fucking rotten hair. Vivid. My kids call my my kids call me um cheeseburger pits. So something. <laughs> so. Oh, self care ladies. Self care ladies. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so good. Do you have a nail? 
Um, no. Not really. <laughs> well, I also have a fail, but not a nail. It's kind of a, a double. Actually, it's a triple fail all in one. My yeah. we, had a, we had a family field trip the other day, all driving to go get a haircut with dad. Um, can't even explain why that happened. But anyway, we're driving and Levi's like, mama, mama. And we're just kind of ignoring him and talking. And he's like, mama. And I'm like, Levi, mommy and daddy are talking. What is it? Mama, you forgot to buckle my car seat. Mm. So Garrett's like, I go to a red light and he's like, I got you, babe. And he's climbing over to buckle him in. And Levi goes, fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) And Garrett and I look at each other and we just like start silently laughing. And I go, baby, what did you just say? And he goes, fucking work. (laughs) So we don't, I have no idea. So then we're just ignoring it. We turn up the radio. We're trying to not laugh out loud. Go get the haircut. Get back in the car. We're driving. Mama, mama. And I'm like, what is it, babe? My car door is open. <laughs> what? Look at the rearview mirror. Right. And his car door is flailing open. <laughs> what the fuck, Granny? Fucking work. All right, anyone else? No, that's straight it. up. Oh, Sarah, do you have one? Well, I'm dead. No, no, I'm good. You guys got enough of my story. Failing <laughs> This week's episode was brought to you by Sarah's vagina. <laughs> okay, Sarah's sorry. anus. <laughs> and her anus. By my supported anus. Um, oh yeah, thank you for that birth story, Sarah. Love you so much, girls. I'll catch you on the mic next week. And you guys give us a review on iTunes. I say it every week, but and I know you're thinking, I actually have to go and do that. But can you actually do it this week? Thank you guys so much. And tell your friends to listen, please. And your enemies. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. That's it for now. Check you guys next week for another Nursing and Cursing, where we won't tell your husband that you accidentally let your kid eat a cat turd.